You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. What is up? If you are tired of driving for the dollar only and feeling like you're just getting nowhere with your business, but you want to do more than just make more money, you want to be able to make more of an impact, bring more of a change, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Legend Maker Radio. And this is a Legend Maker Global Podcast. This week, we are talking about emotion. Emotion drives everything we do in our businesses. It drives our sales. It drives our ability to function. And we want to focus on how to separate our emotion from the emotion of our ideal clients. Why? First and foremost, what most coaches and creatives do is they write to the, they write to what they believe that their ideal clients are looking for. They write to their own projections and biases, and it ends up being copy that they may love, but not necessarily resonates with their ideal clients. The fix for that is doing research and tapping into the emotions that the ideal client wants to feel as well as what they are feeling. So we can, and we can put ourselves in their shoes when we do this research. This allows us to be empathetic, to be sympathetic and to write from a place that feels like, yes, they get me. They understand me, which also helps build one of the emotions that we're going to talk about today. That said, if you are a coach or creative and you find yourself struggling to write to the feelings and emotions of your ideal client without interjecting much of your own, then Cash In is the copy course for coaches and creatives. It's a short course that is designed to extract all the extraneous concepts that you don't need to get into like A-B testing and blah, 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 and all the who's it's and what's it's that we as copywriters love. It gets you into the space for engagement, right? To bring your reader's heart into the copy rather than the telling and the I, 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 and you use very hmm, rudimentary approach to copy. If you're finding that you're not getting sales, you're not getting engagement with your social posts or your emails, then it could be your copy that's a culprit and cash in is designed to help you shortcut your way to better copy that brings in more sales and more money into your business. That said, let's go back around. Let's get into emotions. Let's get into how your ideal client feels when they are on social media, when they're in their email, when they are checking their inboxes, right? How does your ideal client feel? Start there. Do a deep dive. If you can tap into your ideal client by taking them to lunch, go have a Zoom call with them and you can order. I really like this idea. I've never done it, but I would love to get on the line with with an ideal client to have virtual lunch, so to speak. You order them lunch in and let them sit and talk all day long about what they struggle with. And then 
if this has been a client of yours and they actually have done your programs, you know, what it was like for them after. And I need you to get into that mindset. I want you to record it. I want you to really dig in, watch it over and over again so that you can, not physically, so that you can mentally and emotionally put yourself in their shoes before you write your copy each time. So being able to interview your ideal clients who have been through your programs is ideal. But if you don't have ideal clients yet, if you haven't booked your ideal clients or you haven't worked with your ideal clients yet and you need to, then there's plenty of things you can do in the meantime. You could scope out your competitions, like the rallying people on social media. This person, I love this person's work, love that, and talk to them and you can offer them the lunch. You can offer them an Amazon gift card. You can offer them whatever. And just, and you can be transparent. Look, I'm not looking to recruit you. I don't want I don't want to sell to you. I just want to understand what has happened, blah, blah, blah. You can at least get an idea of their ideal transformation. What has happened since working with that person? And this way you are at least in the vicinity of the people you want to work with. With that said, what can you do outside of having a Zoom call with them or going to coffee? If it's someone in your geographic area, you can actually do research on Amazon and Reddit and Google. Like you can look for your competition's comment sections on social media to help you really get into what people are struggling with. There's nothing shady about it. You're learning. You're not in there trying to fish for clients. If you are, please stop. <laughs> but you're in there for market research and you have to be able to do that. If you cannot do that and you're just going on this emotional sort of feel, like I feel like this is what they want. Well, you're feeling what you feel like they should want. And you're feeling from your own experience, you're feeling from your own perception, you're feeling from your own reference points, and you don't really have theirs. Now, if you have been in the situation that they are in, and you have evolved from that situation, and that's what you're selling, then you know from your own personal experience, what you felt like before the change, what you felt like after the change, what the, what the, the transformation has allowed for you to feel and experience and have after the program that, that did the thing that clicked everything for you. So you have yourself in that way, but you have to make sure that you are then writing from the perspective of past you, not the perspective of current you, not the perspective of the you that has been through that program, who has done the changing, who has made the transformation from old you, right? So this is getting into the head of the of your ideal client. This is being able to put on to paper what they are feeling in real life. Now the the trick for that is being able to make the translation without losing something in the translation. And here's where a lot of coaches mess up because as you might have been a great writer in high school. You might be a great writer now. You might be a great creative writer, have written many books. It does not mean that you are writing to sell. In this way, you want to focus on imagery and bringing forth the ideas that illustrate the emotions or the events that illustrate the emotions. 
right? So you don't say frustrated. You don't say overwhelmed. You don't say overworked, not in the beginning. You might can use it later on in the copy after you've established those emotions, but you tap into the events that illustrate what frustrated would actually look like in a day of their life. What does frustration actually look like? I had a mentor one time, Paris, and I can't remember his last name. I can remember it, but I can't pronounce it. His whole thing was, if you can see it on a movie screen, you can put it on the paper. So see their image, see their events that are unfolding, that create, or that are happening in the moments where they're feeling frustration and put those on the page. Does that mean it's going to be wordy? Yes, it's going to be wordy, but that's why we edit. So we don't just craft whatever's image, whatever imagery and just let it go. We're going to edit it out and make it more impactful with fewer words because the more we talk, the more we write, the less we sell. The more you talk, the more you write, the less you sell. You want to be as concise as possible because this also imparts a level of trust that stems from you feeling or you giving the impression that you know what you're doing. If you're over-talking and overselling, you don't feel like a competent leader. You don't feel like someone that they can rely on to help them get results. So when you are crafting these phrases or these events, these emotions out of imagery, you are also allowing yourself to be a part of your reader's life. And that's where bonds of trust are born and, and deepen. When they see that you understand, because you are literally putting the events on the page that they are experiencing, then they feel a connection. They feel understood. They feel seen. And that is that begins or it either initiates or deepens the level of trust that you want them to feel. Because of all of the emotions that we're going to talk about today, there is one underpinning emotion that has to be present in order for any of them to work. And if that emotion is, is absent, so are sales. If you do not have this one emotion in place, you don't have sales because it is the thing that all sales are hinged on, and that is trust. If you are eliciting an emotion of trust from your ideal client because you have um, shown social proof, you've shown testimonials, you've had anecdotal evidence of your ability to lead them to the results they're looking for, then they have this blanket of trust that is being that they're wrapped in and says it's okay to make this purchase you can have all the flaws you want in your copy not that you want okay you can have flaws in your copy you can have flaws in your branding but if you've built trust that trust will supersede all the flaws that trust is like, if you look at anybody in your industry or you look at coaches that you look up to that maybe you don't really like, like they are good at what they do, but you don't really like drive with them, but yet you've bought their programs. You've gotten those programs because you know that they are able to get results. You bought those programs because you trusted in the ability for um, them to help you get transformation. 
this is where no can trust falls down a little bit because I've bought lots and lots of programs from people that I did not necessarily resonate with. I didn't like them per se. I did know who they were. I did trust them and therefore I bought. So no can trust is awesome. It is amazing. It is a foundational tenet of copywriting, but trust supersedes like. Okay. Now, how are you going to build the trust that's going to allow you to unfold those other emotions? You're going to talk about your program. You're going to talk about your ideal client's needs. You're going to talk about their wants. You're going to talk about the results that you have gotten people in the past. And even if you've only gotten one or two people results, you can still put your head down, put your shoulder in it and make sure that you add more people to that list, right? When I was first starting out, I remember giving away so much copy just so I could get testimonials. I needed people to understand that I knew what I was doing when it came to writing copy. And so I was new. I didn't really have a ton of testimonials and that kind of thing. So I gave away lots of copy just to be able to get those testimonials. And when I got the testimonials, that's when everything began to speed up. So if you don't have, if you only have one or two people, then put a program in place, put a case study in place, put a barter in place if you want to, and get the testimonials. If you know you can get results, get the results and get the testimonials in there uh, as well. Testimonials, screenshots of people ranting about your ability to do whatever, right? And these screenshots that you take don't necessarily have to be about a specific uh, program. They don't have to be a specific result. Just having someone sing your praises online is enough to give you reason to screenshot it and use it, especially if you're starting out. So with that said, these things interspersed in your copy, if you're doing a sales page or you're doing web copy, whatever, even in emails, you can still use screenshots that are generalized in emails as well. These things let your reader know that there are people out there that have worked with you and have gotten results and are really happy with the way you do what you do. And that means a lot. So screenshot any words of, of praise, any kudos, make a file, hold on to them, use them wherever you can help build that trust factor by using those stories. Now, the other way that you can build trust that is not related to results, testimonials is knowing your process and being able to speak intimately to your ideal client about how your process can change things for them. Because literally in your tone and in your approach, you can also build trust even without results. I want you to get those results, put that first and foremost in your agenda and get it done. But secondly, while you're doing that work, you can use the language that builds trust. You can use concise, poignant phrases that feel very powerful rather than the long drawn out meandering, having a sit on the front porch talking approach. So that said, trust is absolutely necessary for the rest of these emotions that we're going to talk about. And with these other emotions, this is like layer 
what I guess we could call it layer two, right? So the first layer of emotions is trust. And you're not going to have like emotions are a big, massive machine. And so when we talk about emotions, we're not necessarily going to find that one emotion is always is applicable and not other emotions. When you're talking about headlines, when you're talking about web copy or sales page copy or email copy or social copy, there are going to be, you're going to take your reader on a roller coaster of emotions. So when I say speaking to the emotions of your ideal client, what I'm talking about is leading with and focusing on leading with and focusing on because no matter what copywriting formula you might be trying to apply, if you picked up all the bro marketing um, courses out there, you picked up video trainings and all of these things there. And, and then they've talked about this formula and that formula and, and whatever, every formula that is out there is based on the first principle of getting attention. It, they're just worded differently every formula positions it differently, but it's about getting their attention. So you're going to use their emotion or their primary emotions to get their attention. And then you're going to use sort of a dance of other emotions to really push them along the page or push them along the post or push them along the email to the buy button or to the sign up button, whatever. So when we talk about the emotions, we're talking about the primary emotions that, that you want to lead with and sell with, focus on to sell with. And so I've got the big six is what I've referred to in uh, cash in. And you can, if you're interested in doing a deep dive and learning different examples of how to make this work for you, it's all in the course. But in terms of the big six, I want you to take your research that you've gotten. And I want you to focus on crafting headlines for your emails, which is your subject lines. Don't forget for your emails, your headlines for your social posts, your headlines for your sales pages, your headlines for your web copy pages. And I want you to find the ones that resonate with the information that you've learned from your market research. And I want you to craft headlines around those emotions first. For example, Let's get into it with massive, right? If someone is a buyer based on massive results, right? They are someone who typically goes for the ostentatious, the, the really flashy promises. So in that way, you would craft a headline that is that feels very massive. It does not need to be, and it should not be, fake by any stretch of the, the imagination. It should be honest. It should be sincere. It should be real, but it should be like, wow. Okay. These massive headlines refer to things like 30 K in six days. Like I have a client had a six day launch for one of her campaigns. And then it was, I think 30 K in Euro that we got, not Euro pounds, 30,000 pounds we got. So I don't know what the actual dollars dollars amount was for it. So if I wanted to use that as a stepping stone for subject line, I could tap into, because if I know my reader is focused on massive results, I could say, here's how we got 30K in six days, and then go into that information and close with a CTA, right? So think about what big things you've done in your business or think about what big things that are part of your 
your process or your program and pull those out, right? Focus on those. So massive is one. Um, Safety is another. And this kind of aligns with trust. If they feel like it's okay to give you their money because you've got a guarantee in place or you've had so many case studies done where people have come back with all these amazing um, results, these are ways to make people feel safe. So you could lead with a headline that is that revolves around safety. Then you've got new. If you're part like people, a lot of people buy because programs are new, especially if you've got a low ticket item and it is a, a new way to do XYZ, focus on that. People are status buyers and they will snatch those up. If you have guarantees in place, it helps them uh, say yes. So it depends on what your focus is or what your ideal client buys if they are into um, buying up new programs simply because they're new and they want a fresh way to do this X, whatever it is you have them doing, then that's a good way to go. New with larger ticket items needs a little bit more in terms of nurturing to get people to the sale. But with that process, you can definitely, or with nurturing in place, you can definitely get them from the first introduction of new to maybe the second iteration. Another emotion that you will find people really do love is ease. Especially right now, I've seen a lot of people talking about how overwhelming it is to be in this course and that course and the other course. And so everything feels very heavy. If you can make things light, easy, fun, and get them from point A to point B, in a matter of weeks rather than months or whatever, ease is what they're looking for, right? When I did cash in, I did it to make it as simple as possible. I made it as easy as possible. I stripped everything away that a lot of copy courses focus on and went straight for the jugular. So easy is part of the appeal for your ideal client. So you want to make sure that you are putting that front and center in that lead emotion. Those said, my next two emotions that are really, they are used wrong in a lot of ways by coaches and creatives who don't understand how to use them. Um, And in the personal development industry, you may find, or I have found for most of my clients, their clients are looking for the affirmative rather than the negative. And those two follow-up or following emotions are um, fear and pain, right? We can use fear and pain to get attention. We have to make sure that we are using them correctly. So FOMO is famous for fear of missing out is a famous way to get people to jump in on a a program that you're trying to sell a lot of right away. Pain comes in with what are they struggling with? How long are they going to continue to struggle with that thing? Exploits that struggle from the outset. You have to be, you have to be able to test and, and go through your, the emotions that your clients tend to respond to in order to understand how pain and fear drive them if they do, right? So use them. I'm not saying not to use them. 
use them, but use them sparingly, test it out, see how it works and run a few tests. Don't just run it one time and then say, oh, that didn't get any results. You don't know if anybody saw it or not. So you can't just go once. And you can ultimately, especially on social media, test out a few of these emotions and and make it in a cycle. So if you have so many posts going out through the course of the week, you can have each post focusing on a new emotion and using stories of that build trust inside those posts in order to bolster those emotions. And then today you focused on massive and tomorrow you focus on safety and the day after you focus on new, if you have, if there's, if that qualifies and then easy and then focus again, start the cycle over again in the latter part of the week. This gives you undeniable evidence, not undeniable really, because you can't, you can't focus on the algorithm or you can't assume the algorithm is going to cooperate, but at least the more types of these posts you have going out, the more data you're able to collect. Now, if your call to action on every post is to buy something, you're probably not going to fare very well in social media anyway. Allowing these posts to be value posts and then possibly putting the link in the comment might be a way around that instead of being penalized for promoting too much or whatever. That said, these emotions that you are going to focus on with your copy are the the ways that you are going to funnel more money into your business. They are going to help you create and build the legend that you're trying to build so that you can do more, so you can have more, so you can give more, so you can bring more of what you want to this world with your business. So if you're not making the sales that you want to make, look at your copy. Are you focusing on the right emotions? Are you bringing the best that you can in your copy? If you need support with it, you can always ask. Um, I'm everywhere on uh, social media. So you can reach out on your favorite channel. It's Tanya Daka, T-A-N-I-A-D-A-K-K-A. And in this way, you can focus on starting to get more revenue moving into your business. That said, let's talk about business. Let's talk about Legend Maker, the Legend Maker podcast spotlight. This is the Legend Maker spotlight. And I want to focus this week on the zero waste store. This is a new ad I've been getting in in Facebook. I've not yet tested it out. I'm getting ready to, but I saw it and it was, it looked amazing. It is, they have a starter kit and they have the lead on their website says the average um, American produces five pounds of waste per day, right? It's time to rethink the way we consume. That in and of itself is the headline that I needed to see me (laughs) because that's one of the things that that's one of my values. That's one of the things that we're focusing on at Legend Maker is doing what we can to focus on bringing more change in the way we consume, the way we dispose, the way we, the way we live basically. So that headline hit the, my value system with massive, right? If you look at the emotions that we just talked about, the average American produces five pounds of waste per day. That's a big, massive deal. So it got my attention. And then I'll read into the rest, but it's zerowastestore.com. They have a way for you to go plastic free and they are they have testimonials 
on their page and everything. It looks amazing. I'm going to be checking that out. I suggest you do the same should you choose. But thank you again for joining me this week. Bring your emotions into your copy, build your legend, and let's rebuild the world. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.